Stream Anime Radio. Greetings! Well, just about, I would say, because it's one day before the American Thanksgiving party. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. I am JR. He is Neff on the other side, who already had his Thanksgiving. Hello, Neff. How are you? Yes, thank you. Good evening. What we'll have tomorrow is free football day. Well, technically technically free. I mean, you still need cable, mostly, in my neck of the woods these days to actually watch. Yes, If you're watching on uh, Twitch right now, uh, you see I've haphazardly chosen a background for American Thanksgiving for tonight, Uh, although maybe I should have chosen another one, considering uh, the utensils over here kind of look like, uh, you know, Hannibal Lecter is is (laughs) having a meal. (laughs) I was going to say, are you about to be served with fava beans and a nice chiante? (laughs) No, we had a lot of uh, uh, stuff to move around in the house because, once again, uh, we're hosting the family for uh, the U.S. Thanksgiving. So uh, that is our family tradition. And uh, I'll probably go to the waterfront apartment of my cousin for the Christmas Eve celebrations in about a month's time. Ah, yes, the whole let's gather the family together and hope to God that we actually can get through a meal in peace and quiet. Yeah. But welcome and to the podcast. Hmm? No, and then just you're just like, yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. like most families. <laughs> Liz goes, yum, JR brains. Oh, dear. Is that a Plants vs. That... Zombies quote? Hmm. You, you heard of that game? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure if it's, if it's a Plants vs. Zombies quote or basically... Uh, Eek. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. We appreciate you tuning in tonight, watching us, or listening to us, however you are doing that, through our Twitch feed, twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio, or via the uh, podcast realm, wherever you're listening to us, primarily on Anchor and anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Uh, this is the first podcast back, I believe, since my trip. If I'm not mistaken, um, the, I did a, a quick uh, weekend trip to California earlier this month uh, for a memorial for my late uncle who passed away on October 31st. Uh, so um, 
nice to have some wonderful uh, uh, gatherings of family. Uh, you know, not a happy occasion, but uh, of course it was uh, wonderful that so many members of the family were able to gather together in one place to celebrate a wonderful guy. And uh, that uh, will follow up, Neff, to the story I wanted to tell everybody about my journey on Southwest Airlines on the way home. Oh, dear. That sounds... Well, actually, no. Southwest Airlines, I'm not I'm not as worried. If you were flying Scare Canada, however, eek. Oh, well, uh, Scare Canada in business class wasn't bad when I flew it, Neff. Well, yeah, okay. In business class, they treat you a little better than cattle. <laughs> they give you the steak sauce before they treat you like cattle in, in business class. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, Southwest Airlines. So... Um, this trip was, uh, booked with like a week's notice, obviously, because it was, uh, just so happened that my parents and my aunt and uncle who live here also flying out to California that week, that that was a trip they already planned months in advance, not knowing that this would happen so suddenly. Uh, so I booked the trip about a week ahead. I had all these Southwest points stashed. So that's what I ended up using. Uh, business premiere, which means I'm one of the first ones onto the plane. And it actually quite uh, it worked out quite well, considering uh, uh, the day I flew out was actually Veterans Day. A salute to uh, Americans who have served in the military, including my dad, who served in uh, the Army and uh, had a tour in Vietnam. Um, but, uh, Veterans Day meant that, uh, not a lot of people were flying. So I was almost like the first or second person on the plane for both of my flights. Um, so I decided to bring my carry on with me, uh, going there considering, uh, the situation has all my nice clothes in there. Um, so I did that and then I checked the, uh, the bag on the way home, um, landed in Burbank uh, Burbank uh, is a little bit closer to where my relatives live in California. So I ended up taking a one-stop flight uh, from New York that landed in Burbank as opposed to taking a non-stop to Los Angeles airport uh, where it's a bit of a mess uh, because uh, the 405 is notorious for traffic jams. Plus right now, one of the runways at Los Angeles airport is closed for reconstruction. So, oh, fun. Yes. So Burbank... Uh, I've read some wonderful things about Burbank, and I experienced it firsthand. Uh, it's a little cramped right now, but they're in a few years, they're supposed to build a new terminal. Um, but right now, very efficient. You could check in easily, go through security, relatively hassle-free. And uh, the only thing is uh, no jetways in Burbank. You have to go up a ramp to get onto the plane. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, um, but no, the story, uh, uh, my Southwest Airlines story uh, occurs on the flight home. Uh, I connect in Denver both ways. And the story happens on the way home, taking the flight from Denver back to New York. Uh, so I'm in an exit row seat. I get early boarding again. I get an exit row seat and a little extra leg room, which is always nice. Um, and then... Um, and we get uh, the snack service and the beverage service. One thing about Southwest, even with long flights, short flights, or any length of flight, uh, no actual meal service. You only get snacks and beverages. And you can also get liquor if you want. 
Um, so we get the snack service, and uh, what I get is a bag of uh, what do we have over here? Uh, brownie brittle. So I'll show you right here. This is brownie brittle. This is uh, something that I got, uh, and uh, oh, very very delicious. And so uh, midway through the flight, long flight, I go to use the restroom. So I go to the back and uh, find myself there. And I come out of the restroom, and one of the flight attendants uh, for Southwest, Dixie, is working in the back of the plane. Now, considering that the flight attendants have a, a pretty big job on their hands, even more so now because I think on most of my flights, there were only three flight attendants. There used to be four. But now I notice on most of my flights, three flight attendants. So I don't know if it's like a cost-cutting thing or, you know, not enough flight attendants are showing up. So, um, but uh, Dixie sees uh, me exiting the bathroom. And uh, she's asking me, would you like some water? No, oh, no, I I'm okay. I've got a bottle of water on me. Are you sure? I want to take care of my exit row people. <laughs> no, I'm good. Thank you. I look around and on the floor and kind of scattered near the exit, there are so many bags of this brownie brittle. So I have my eye on that and um, I ask, uh, can I have, you might have had an extra bag. Oh, you could take two if you want. Okay. So we get, uh, we get to talking and for a few minutes in the back. Um, and next thing I know, I'm taking six of these bags. But that's not the end of the story. I tell them, you know, uh, about my family at home, how I have wonderful parents at home and stuff. Oh, that's so sweet. After she hears my story, I go back and I kind of mind my own business. So we're descending over Pennsylvania and... Uh, my seatmate taps me on the shoulder while I'm listening to music. And there's Dixie, the flight attendant. And she says, she has this to me. She says, I want you to have this bag and share it with your family. So it's a SWA Southwest Airlines goodie bag. She puts the plastic Southwest wings on it. It's made out of an airsick bag, and in the airsick bag, it's stuffed with these brownie brittle bags. And on the back it says, Southwest loves you. Oh, isn't isn't that isn't a wonderful story? I, I, I'm speechless. You managed to, you know, score brownie brittle in, at 30,000 feet. Brownie points in more ways than one, eh? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, I only realized it, like, after I got home. Oh, it's an airsick bag. Because it says here, you know, uh, secure with twist tie and all, all the old warnings you get on, on that. <laughs> but I guess I have to have an extra supply of airsick bags just in, in case uh, the worst happens. But, uh no, I, I consider I consider for a, a time ditching Southwest, but I think uh, after this goodwill gesture, I think I'm going to fly them a little more if, uh, if the conditions per, um, permit me to. So. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I must say I haven't had the pleasure because Southwest, for some reason, has decided Canada is not for them. Although it could also be the Canadian government has said, no, we're not letting you here. Hmm. Well, another thing that they're going to try to do, which I've read that they may try to start experimenting this next year. Uh, one thing about Southwest is they fly a lot of point-to-point flights. They don't. Fl- they have like hubs, but they more focus on point-to-point. Um, in my case, um, it's sort of like a hub trip because they have a lot of flights out of Denver. They don't have a lot of flights out of New York. So one of their main destinations, well, their main destinations out of New York are to where they have a lot of flights, Denver, Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, Houston, that sort of thing. And maybe some Florida destinations too. But in the rest of the country, it's more or less you'll find a lot of point-to-point flights and many other flights where you can just stay on a plane. I think they had a flight from Los Angeles to LaGuardia Airport in New York where if you wanted to, you could stay on the plane because it makes a stop in Phoenix and it makes a stop in Dallas and then it goes on to New York. So if you don't mind landing, you know, two extra times, you can sit on the same plane and you don't have to, well, you can sit on the plane or you can get off or you can get back onto the plane before the people board in the next city. So, well, actually, depending on the flights years ago, and then this is a long time ago, you would have to stop at a certain place because either you wouldn't have enough fuel or there wasn't enough traffic in the, in the originating city. Like, for example, when we used to fly many decades ago to Zurich from Toronto using what was that? What was at the time? Uh, Swiss airlines. Uh, you basically had to go from Toronto to Montreal land, pick up more passengers and then proceed to Zurich. Yeah. I air Canada did that a little bit uh, for a while too. Didn't they? Yes. They co they co shared and with, with Swiss airlines at the time and they would do the same thing, but eventually, you know, they got longer range planes, uh, Swiss airlines went bankrupt uh, got restructured and only now go from Montreal to Zurich. They do not stop in Toronto. Okay. Interesting. Well, uh, I could talk more about aviation if I wanted to, but then the only thing I could talk about is flight simulator. Um, we're still doing tests on flight simulator and I'm hopeful in the next week or two, maybe we can pull off some sort of trip where we can fly and also play something like Jackbox and what the dub. Um, I've mentioned this before, that Flight Simulator has become way too powerful of a piece of software uh, that if I want to stream it, I'm going to have to hook up my laptop to the computer. No, the computer to the laptop, that's the direction it's going to go. And then uh, we go ahead and uh, stream it from the laptop. That'll be the way to do it. And uh, we've done some trials so far. And uh, yeah, I know, Neff, you're shaking your head. (laughs) Uh, Neff's of the opinion that I have archaic soft um, hardware already. Well, it does. Unfortunately, it doesn't help when the software is the type that basically says you have RAM and CPU cycles. Give them to me, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> and that's even if you set a priority too in, in your Windows. Mm, yeah. Well, don't forget this is Microsoft's own product, so I wouldn't be surprised if you know you would set a priority that says, "Okay, use this other software first, And Microsoft goes, "No." No, we're let, we're letting our, you know, software take over. <laughs> uh, Khaled says when he hears of Burbank, he always thinks of Johnny Carson. Well, of course, Burbank is very close to Hollywood. Actually, the Burbank Airport is named after Bob Hope. 
Uh, and there's a big mural of Bob Hope's uh, profile as you walk into the uh, departures concourse. It uh, ha has the all, all old school feel of a, of a classic airport as you're walking in. But like I said, uh, it's outgrowing itself. Uh, uh, and in a few years, they're going to build and open a, a newer terminal, like on another side of the property. Uh, Burbank is, I would say, a smaller size airport than LaGuardia. So, um, and, uh, you know, the, the le runway length to boot. So you're taking off like a rocket ship when you leave out of Burbank. Well, I guess then it's appropriate to have a picture of uh, Bob Hope there. Because you know what his nickname was. Was what? Old Ski Nose. Oh, <laughs> and uh, no, he he was a big aviator too. Always flying around during uh, the campaigns and entertaining the troops uh, to keep the morale up and stuff. So, uh, yes, uh, I think that will be one aspect of Burbank. If I fly into it at all in the future, one aspect that I'm going to miss is that kind of little old school entrance there. Well, I mean, the, the the old school entrance is nice, you know, as long as you have a nice leisurely flight, a nice leisurely arrival, or a nice leisurely departure. It's when you don't have those things, and you are in a hurry, and you're like, let me out of here, let me out of here, let me out of here, and you're repeating that mantra in your head like a hamster on a wheel. Yep, yeah. Uh, give flight sim all the shinies. <laughs> yeah, that's what Liz says. Um, and I, as I mentioned, there is a possibility we may try YouTube for maybe at least one of these uh, flight sim streams. Uh, I don't think we've streamed on YouTube much, so I'd like to give that a shot and see how it goes. But uh, first things first, I want to get over Thanksgiving weekend coming up uh, tomorrow and stuff. Uh, uh, things are we're a little bit on edge here today. I don't know if you heard what happened uh, earlier today. Uh, there was an explosion in the uh, on the bridge, the Rainbow Bridge between Niagara Falls, uh, both sides of Niagara Falls. In fact, an area F that uh, we visited uh, not too far from that location uh, when I when I came over with Bree. I, I was going to say now there's been multiple reports, but I think the one I give the most credence to, it was a medical emergency that went really really badly because yeah. All of the other reports assume things that make no logical sense. Right. Absolutely none. Right? Like terrorism now, and yeah. Yeah, it's just why would you attack a border crossing? Like that makes no sense. Right. Of of all the things you could attack, right? Right. So I, I'm looking at this and I'm going, okay, yeah, medical emergency. Um, and you know, the poor poor driver probably suffered a heart attack or something. Yeah. And you know. It was, from what I understand, a late model Chrysler 300, Ooh. which, you know, basically is little more than a rocket sled at best. Uh. So, you know, if suddenly, you know, the driver has a heart attack and slams down on the accelerator, it basically becomes a semi-guided missile. Right. Uh, you know, in the immediate aftermath, they're not taking any chances until they finish their investigation. They closed all the crossings in Niagara Falls. They re... They restricted air traffic into the airport in Buffalo, and they've said that they're going to step up security uh, at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, which in a general sense, I think they were going to do anyway, considering all the things that are happening in the world these days. Yeah, it's not quite as 
relaxed as we'd like it to be. I mean, as long as we all take reasonable precautions, I don't think there's a problem. Yeah. It's when we overreact and we immediately, you know, hit the panic button that it's like, no, no. So, um, we'll go on to more lighter subjects. Uh, at least, uh, probably right now they're inflating the, uh, the balloons for the Thanksgiving Day Parade, including the new uh, anime balloon, the Monkey D. Luffy. Well, gee, when you have a successful live-action series on Netflix, I wondered if they would do something like that. <laughs> so, um, and we are... Uh, oh, hi, Karam. Welcome back. Karam, uh, I think, is doing a lot better. She was unable to join us for our streams last night with uh, Ace Attorney and uh, the new Super Mario RPG. Um, we made a decision uh, after the show to do Ace Attorney and finish that chapter. Um, just um, one of the reasons being that Super Mario RPG it seems to be a game where even though there's an autosave, I don't know how to call those up, and there seem to be not too many places where you can actually save your game. Uh, so I think the better the better thing considering everything going on tomorrow will be to just uh, take down Mr. Red White of Blue Corp. <laughs> I was going to say, we'll take down Mr. Red White and make him blue. Ah. Ah. <laughs> um, what have somebody been watching? Uh, watched the latest Spy Family. Watched, uh, ooh, we watched some more Roroni Kenshin. Uh, until we couldn't watch anymore because then we just realized that we're all caught up. That's the thing with, with, with anime and manga. It's great. You're reading or you're watching and all of a sudden you hit the wall and you're like, there's more. Yes. <laughs> more, where's more, please? <laughs> so uh, what did I tell Bree? It was uh, 20 down and... Uh... 20 out of 48, so 20 down and 28 to go. <laughs> well, if it's 48, that would probably mean 24 and then probably a break of at least a half year, or are they, are they actually going to go straight through 48? They're going to go straight through to 48. Uh, two consecutive 24-episode seasons. Hmm. Now that is unusual. Hmm. I haven't, or I or a core, as they say, C-O-E-U-R. Hmm. Oh, C-O-U-R. C-O-U-R. That's what I meant. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. So, I know we talked about this. It is kind of rare. You're, you're used to your 13 episodes, your 26 episodes, or your 52, or your 26 times 2, right? Yeah, exactly. They usually build in a buffer because the, um, the scheduling for, you know, doing the animation is just insane. I mean... I think there is a show where they're actually the animators are about to threaten to walk out because they're being pushed so hard. I can't remember which one it was. Oh, really? Uh, uh, a one that's going on right now, or yeah, yeah. I can't remember which one it was on offhand. I'm afraid, but it was like I read that and I'm like going, "Oh, oh!" If the animators are are willing to walk, they must be really getting pushed because normally, from what I've seen, these animators will just work themselves to death, right. then resuscitate themselves and do it all over again. Well, I'm looking up uh, Anime Strike doesn't yield uh, too many results because the first thing I get is the old Amazon Strike channel, uh, Anime Strike channel on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon and how they've bungled 
anime. It's just <laughs> depressing. It's like uh, it's like the stock market. You hit or you miss. Well, it, it's not only that, but it's like, at least in Canada, it's this weird disjointed thing where they've got some shows, they've lost some shows, All right. but they're not accurately telling you what they've lost, what they have. It's just okay. And then they have things like, you can subscribe to Hive Dive, except you're not getting the full High Dive. In order yeah. to get the full High Dive, you have to subscribe to High Dive. <laughs> then what's the freaking point of buying half a High Dive? Yeah. Time for those uh, time for those Black Friday sales to come up soon. I'm sure we'll start seeing some tomorrow or Friday. I was going to say Black Friday. Uh, if you're in retail, uh, especially yeah. down in the state. Yikes. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go, Neff. Uh, is it MAPPA? I think that, yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is Gizmodo article saying... Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Studio That's... is breaking under crunch allegations. That's what it was. Yeah, I rem now I remember. Jujutsu Kaisen. I mean, I haven't watched the show myself. It's like, again, I would love to have time. I mean, I'm barely making time for manga these days because it's like, yeah. okay, so much going on in my life and sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, MAPPA, that's a very, very popular company. They're, they've done... Uh, what they've done attack on Titan, they've done Yuri on Ice. Mm-hmm. So uh apparently they're they're having too uh, too many projects and so many things, so little time. Da -da -da. It's not how the song goes, but it's kind of similar. Okay. Um people <laughs> are giving thanks when you stopped singing, JR. I can tell you that right oh. now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, I, I, I heard poor JR's feelings. I'm sorry. Yes. So, so this article points out that in the last five years, MAPPA's output has ranged from two shows, I'm guessing a, a two a year, to five or six a year. Okay, if you go from two shows a year to six... That's why I'm assuming it's every year, based on the article. I'm, I'm, I agree that you're probably correct, but I'm going... Three times the output. Yeah. And not three times the staff. I can guarantee you that. Right. Yikes. No wonder they're saying, you know, no mass and dropping their, you know, uh, my, computer mice. I yeah. mean, I would say pencils, but there's, we haven't driven, uh, done animation with pencils in a long time. Right. And uh, they're complaining about overwork, um, no fair compensation. And I'm sure the um, the other... The other part of this, or a part of this, uh, might be the fact that a lot of anime work gets outsourced now. You see a lot of non-Japanese credits in uh, a good number of animes these days. Yeah, from Korea and Vietnam, mostly from what I've seen. Right, right. The, 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 don't get me wrong, they do amazing work, but you know, I guess it's uh, a sign of the times, if you will. It's a race to the bottom because don't forget, company wants to make money. Uh, what what's a way to make money? Cut your costs. Right. How do you cut your costs. You outsource. And do you outsource to the most expensive? No, you outsource to the lowest bidder. Yeah. So, welcome to capitalism. <laughs> 
I've been learning. I've been refreshing my mind about economics and stuff uh, uh, because I might look into my um, investments here a little more in the coming months. I do my credit report uh, today just to make sure that uh, nothing's out of whack. And and the funny thing is, um, I'm having some issues sometimes uh, transferring some money immediately into PayPal. For some reason, PayPal's rejecting the transfer if I use a debit card. But if I use my bank account, uh, one to three business days, there's no problem. There's no nothing unusual on my debit card or anything, so. Now, I wonder if there are fees involved and maybe they want you to use your bank account because it costs them less money to do it. Well, they, I think they charge you like a small, very tiny percentage if you do instant, yeah. Okay, there you go. So they're trying to shuffle you into the more lucrative for them. Right, but the they're still rejecting that... it, though. That's the problem. Hmm, I don't know what to tell you. All I can tell you is that I know <laughs> for a fact that up here, they will add enough service fees that, for example, you can use your credit card. But you're paying for the privilege of using your credit card with PayPal. <laughs> but I use a credit card because there's a dispute mechanism with my credit card. Hmm. If I give it straight from my bank account and something goes wrong, I got nothing right. in terms of protection. So I, I actually took your advice um, when I did the Nintendo purchase uh, yesterday. Is I, I took out my credit card from Nintendo and I linked my account to PayPal. Hmm. Like I said, it's it's better only because if you link everything to one service, if the uh -huh. card changes for whatever reason, usually just expiry, right? Not nefarious, but just expiry, it's only one place to change it, as opposed to having to remember how many places do I have to change that credit card again? <laughs> but um, no, this is the random. Uh, the other random story that I have today is doing my credit card reports. So. Request your your free credit card reports, which since the onset of the pandemic, you can request a report once a week from the credit companies. Um, you used to be only be able to do it once a year, but you can ask uh, TransUnion, Equifax, Experian. I forget which one it listed uh, this particular remark. So on each credit card report, you have um, the list of uh, inquiries into your credit account, right? So... When you're applying for credit or when maybe somebody wants to try to see if, may, if you may qualify for a special lending offer or a special credit card offer. Sometimes um, the way it's divided, it's a hard pull and a soft pull. So a hard pull is a hard inquiry. Like you want to apply for something. You want to apply for an auto loan. You want to apply for a credit card. There'll be like a hard inquiry. Um, or an installment plan like I have on my iPhone right now. Hard inquiry. And then sometimes you'll get these soft inquiries from credit card companies. So I get a lot of soft inquiries from uh, Chase, Capital One, American Express, Goldman Sachs, that sort of thing. Goldman Sachs because I have the Apple card. Today there was one interesting uh, soft inquiry on a credit report. One of my credit reports. It happened within the last year because that's the range. And I only noticed this now. There was a soft credit card inquiry from, and I kid you not, this is what it says on the credit card report. 
Wisconsin cheese. No way. Yes. W-H-E-Y. <laughs> I thought maybe the Green Bay Packers wanted to ex- extend something to me, but no. Why, why would Wisconsin cheese be on my credit report? I have no idea. It's not like I could see, you know, buying a giant wheel of cheese from Wisconsin and asking it to be shipped to New York. Or a rewards card that gives you cheese, maybe? I don't know. Mm, that sounds a little <laughs> mousy. <laughs> but no. Uh, yeah, oh, gee, thanks, Liz, for the, for the cheese emoji. <laughs> oh, speaking of emoji, uh, we have brand new emoji of our mascots. So uh, if you go to our Discord, which is in the Linktree link, linktree.com slash anime radio, which is actually on the screen right at this moment, uh, you go to, to our Discord and you will see all of the um, emoji are there. Now on Twitch, we only have a certain number of emoji that we can put in. Uh, so right now we have two of the Umemi emoji, um, which I believe uh, this is the tier two, which is the Umemi hype, which you see popping on the screen now. And then the tier three, which is one of Liz's favorite ones, Umemi Shock. Wait a minute. Is that one that I called Umemi? Yes, Umemi Intervention. <laughs> Umemi and Sarah both have one that looks like that. And I just said, do we need yes. a stage intervention for those two? Yes. <laughs> he says it's correct. There is a Sarah version of that. So again, all the new emotes are in the uh, Discord. Uh, so you can use them there. And in Twitch right now, we just have the newer ones in the tier two and three. So if you subscribe to tier two or to tier three, you get those emotes. The eventual plan is to uh, revamp the uh, rest of the emotes that we have on Twitch, the tier one emotes, which most of the subscribers are on, um, and the followers too, I think, get an emote to access as well. Um, and we'll give them one of the newer um, emotes. So maybe by next week, we'll kind of roll those in for Twitch. But uh, Dumby put those together, uh, and uh, Dumby did an amazing job. So thank you so much for those new emotes of Sarah and Umemi. We also have some brand new plans uh, for our mascot, Sarah and Umemi, as far as art and cosplay goes for Christmas and the whole holiday season, which, uh, as I said... Um, some people believe it already started when, you know, Mariah Carey appeared on the radio, but for many others, um, at least in, you know, the way I used to grow up is when the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade finishes and Santa Claus enters Herald square where, where the Macy's department store is to finish the parade. That's when Christmas starts. And I like your version better because basically retailers said as soon as Halloween dropped, okay, that's it. Christmas, Christmas, and more Christmas. <laughs> so, um, well, uh, with uh, the Christmas season and Thanksgiving tomorrow, like Neff said at the beginning of the show, uh, three NFL games. Uh, what is your prognosis uh, about your Buffalo Bills, sir, as we enter crunch time? Well, um, let's just say that I'm hopeful that 
firing the offensive coordinator may have get lit lit a fire under them. I mean, uh -huh. they did, you know, set the Jets on fire last last Sunday. Uh, Except they're walking into Philadelphia this Sunday afternoon at 425. <laughs> that is the equivalent of walking into a pit full of lions with a steak wrapped to your neck and a sign that says, eat me. So this could get very ugly very fast. You can't say lions. They're in Detroit. That is true. The lions <laughs> are the early game tomorrow. Now, I am working from home, so I will have my third screen with the games in question. <laughs> and since it's the Lions, and it's not the LOL Lions of years gone by, uh -huh. I'm actually looking forward to this match. Mm. Because normal, normally, when it was the Lions on Thanksgiving, it was like, okay, I'm not having a turkey, I'm watching a turkey. <laughs> you know, as as the, the Lions would get destroyed quite handily. I mean, the only other problem is having to watch the Cowboys, which, frankly, I call a hate crime. But that's because, you know, I'm not a Cowboys fan. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, and I also heard that uh, the Jets finally made a move as far as their offense goes. Uh, no more Daniel Jones. They want to try to pull uh, like what Joe Flacco did a few years back, right? No, no, if you're talking Daniel Jones, that's the other New York team, the Giants. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, get, get, your, get your New Jersey team straight, please. <laughs> Zach Wilson. Yeah, well, yes, poor Mr. Wilson. I I'm sorry. Like, okay, he was not meant to be thrust into the spotlight when the starting quarterback for the New York Jets, you know, <laughs> doesn't even last a game. And is still making noises that claims he's going to start another game this season. Mm. And I'm sorry, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. I don't even play one in anime. But there is no way, based on what they say happened to him, that, you know, this is going to actually work and that he's going to actually play. Uh. I mean, speaking of NFL and medical shenanigans... Then the other day we had Joe Burrow, who mysteriously is photographed coming into the game wearing a brace on his wrist by the Cincinnati uh, PR department. That photo gets scrubbed. And basically now, during the game, suffers an injury. Frankly, I think it was basically a re-aggravation of whatever he was. Uh -huh. And apparently tore a tendon in his hand or some such and uh -huh. is done for the year. Hmm. I mean, keeping quarterbacks upright and healthy in the NFL has become a lost art. But it's also the it's also the other players as well. And I'm going, why? But then I remember why. Because they're basically all wearing armor, equivalent to wearing an SUV. <laughs> and when you have two SUVs crashing into each other, the people inside the SUV who are soft and squishy tend to get soft and squishy. So what do we do? We either make the people smaller, the armor less armory, or we go to flag football. Because otherwise, the result, the result is people who, by the time they're finished playing the game, walk worse than I do. And I walk pretty badly. <laughs> but uh, no, you got, uh, you got very, uh, very interesting scenarios going on there.
Mm. As I said, the NFL, you know, like I said, injuries is just frightening. And it's like, I had this debate with somebody, you know, they said hockey, the injuries are worse. And I'm like, well, no, because of one big problem uh-huh. with, with the NFL or any football, you're basically planting yourself in the ground with your cleats, which means if you get hit, you know, you don't tend to go into motion. You tend to stay put or you are violently, you know, brought into motion. Whereas if you're on skates, as long as you're not getting, you know, splattered into the boards, which is a penalty in a lot of <laughs> cases now, um, you're getting hit in open ice, you're going to bounce off. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you won't suffer some injuries because you can. I've seen it repeatedly. But the degree of injury is much less unless it's a really, really bad collision Yeah, in hockey. Whereas with football, it's like basically, again, the two armored cars, bang, and yeah, there you go. Speaking of hockey, um, what are you? What are your thoughts? Because I'm curious. Because I read this this week. Um, there's a. I don't know if it's speculative or not that they want to do like a world tournament before the Olympics involving U.S., Canada, Finland, and Sweden. Yes, that is what the scuttlebutt is. The problem is that this seems a little half half of an idea because you are basically not including certain countries, which, of course, due to events in the world, never be included until they straighten up their act, <laughs> which maybe never. But then you're also not including countries who now have a sizable number of players in the NHL and could probably feel the competitive team. I'm referring to Germany, of course, Switzerland. You know. <laughs> now, I had a thought for half a minute. Well, make a fifth team of combining Germany and Switzerland. And then I realized, you know. Well, well, why, why, why that would be an interesting combination, but I'm not sure why that would, would want to do that. Well, here's the problem. Germans and Swiss people... They butt heads like a pair of rams on a mountaintop. <laughs> well, they have plenty I mean, of mountains out there, so. Yeah, pretty much. The problem is, <laughs> and both have very derogatory terms for each other, which I will not repeat on air. <laughs> but it's like, no, no, no. I did, no, that's not going to, no, 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 that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Oh. Well, uh, no, it's something I came across I found interesting to bring up. Um but there's something else I wanted to bring up, Neff. Uh, well, I'll, I'll ask you about what sort of manga you're reading, and then I'll bring up something that I read about Hunter x Hunter. Okay, what am I reading? Okay, I'm trying to remember what I'm reading right now. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to get the backfill chapters of Comey Can't Communicate because huh. uh, what happened is when they went to allowing you to see all the, the weekly chapters, in addition to the volumes that they were releasing... There was a chunk that they didn't have available because presumably they're making the volumes out of them, right? So we're almost at the point, because I don't want to spoil it myself. We're almost at the point where a new rival appears for Comey. Okay. But it harkens, it harkens back to the very beginning before Tadano and Comey ever meet. This was the first girl that Tadano ever confessed to. 
Back when he was going through his phase. Right. The tuning phase, I think it's called. <laughs> and basically, we find out some stuff about this girl that it's like, okay. <laughs> it's typical for Call Me Can't Communicate where just when you think the character is semi-normal, <laughs> no, they have a quirk or two or three all at once. <laughs> Somebody just said in the chat that uh, uh, they read The Legend of Zelda, which is a children's manga. Well, again, you'll say this because what they consider, you know, a children's manga over there, by the time, you know, it comes over here, you know, North America, you're like, this is not for children. Uh. I mean, I've, I've got a few manga in my collection where it's like, they, they, you know, they would rate it older teen, and I'm like, no. But then they have some where it's like, mature. Yeah, I can see why this was rated mature. <laughs> Things like Black Lagoon, Lupin the Third, right? Because Lupin the Third in the manga was not the, you know, happy-go-lucky, smiling, you know, initially. No, 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 no. He was a dastardly fellow. Who had, you know, rather, you know, many adventures with the, the fairer sex. Yeah. To put it mildly. <laughs> um, what I was reading about uh, in the news was Hunter x Hunter. Um, the manga artist for Hunter x Hunter. Um, I guess he took a hiatus earlier this year because of health issues. And then he comes on a Japanese TV show and says that... Um, He's developed four possible endings for Hunter x Hunter in case he passes away before the story finishes. Now, some people might say that's fairly morbid. And I tend to agree, except we've had throughout history a number of manga where the manga artist, unfortunately, is no longer with us. And we'll never know what their final resolution to their manga would have been. But yeah. four. Right. I mean, one of the more famous ones is High School of the Dead. Where the, where the artist passed away before they could, he could finish. Right. So. So uh, if you go to uh, Anime News Network, apparently he says that there are three endings and he reveals what w one of the endings might be. So more details are in the article. Um, anything else in your mind, Neff, before we, uh, oh, also Berserk, uh, is Berserk another one, uh, Neff? I believe so, yes. I believe so. That was, that was one where the, the artist passed away before they could finish. Huh? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's hard when you're, when you're so successful and it's such a long-running manga and you never think, why would you, that, you know, someday you might not finish. Right. Right? So I can see why that, why that would happen. And, and again, I put it this way. Your health is more important than your job, which being a manga artist is. Right. So, you know, obviously you take care of your health before you worry about, you know, how you're going to end your story. That's just, to me, that's just common sense. But, you know, again, people, people say, okay, no, I want fans to know that, yes, uh -huh. if, if the unfortunate thing should happen to me, there will be at least an ending. 
that my assistants will be able to, you know, give to you. The uh, Karen brings up Osama Tezuka, Osamu, not Osama, Osamu Tezuka. Hmm. Yes. Um. He been a, that. That was that. That was like the, he's like the grandfather of manga, isn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. Astro Boy, uh, Phoenix, and a few other titles, of course. That you know, but those are the only two that I remember off the top of my head. Since you just you know said the name, those are two that come to immediately, immediately to mind. Uh. Yeah. So tomorrow, tomorrow is football, and then oddly enough, the NHL has decided. Friday will be hockey. <laughs> In the middle of the day. Yeah, the which, 2 o'clock start you mentioned to me. Yeah, I'm going, okay, for the American teams, yeah, that's fine. You have your early afternoon starts. Good on you. But you're taking a major Canadian sports franchise team and saying, you get to play at 2 o'clock Eastern on a Friday. Like, <laughs> Basically, the Canadian rights holder should have, rightfully, as far as I'm concerned, screamed bloody blue murder and said, whoa, 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 we're paying you you know, a total of $5.2 billion. You don't get to basically do this. But the NHL is basically like, we don't, we'll take your money, but we like the, you know, we like the Americans' money more. Even though we're, the, the Canadian rights holder is paying in American dollars. That's the <laughs> hilarious part. Yeah. So, so ever since the deal was struck and the Canadian dollar has gone down relative to the States, yeah, they've been paying even more. So. We have a fellow Canadian, Jinji, uh, resubscribing. Thank you so much, Jinji. We had an emote explosion F in the middle of your speech. Well, as long as that's the only explosion we had in the middle of my speech, I think we're all good. <laughs> But, uh, yes, we have uh, wonderful things to look forward to this weekend. For us Americans, uh, spending time with family, watching parades, uh, most started the most wonderful time of the year. And if you're a sports fan, you have NFL, you have hockey, you also have basketball ramping up now. Uh, well, it has been ramping up, but uh, now we're getting the crunch time for them especially. I'm going to ask you a question. Have you, do you even know that there's an in-season tournament for the NBA right now? Yeah, I, I would imagine that's what these uh, fully colored uh, basketball courts are all about, right? I, but I'm going, okay, the reason, the reason I asked it the way I did, because I'm going, I haven't heard anybody talk about this. Yeah. And, and I'm just going, this was a dumb idea. I mean, the only reason they did this was to try and drum up interest in many teams who by now are out of the playoff picture, will never get back into the playoff picture. And basically the fans go, why should we show up if you're putting a, a crappy product on the floor? So they said, okay, let's do an in-season tournament to try to drum up interest and get warm bodies into the seats. Uh, uh. <laughs> the mid-season tournament. That's what it's officially called. Yeah, well, they can call it what they want. I call it a bunch of hooey. <laughs> well, uh, we uh, hope you will enjoy uh, everything that's in store this weekend. And like I said, hopefully next weekend or the weekend after, we'll roll out a, roll out a few other things. Uh, maybe uh, a flight sim stream or two. We'll test that out. 
Um, would you like uh, Neff to fly a modern airliner, or would you like to fly an airliner that's as old as I am? I'm glad you didn't say as old as I am, because then it would be a pterodactyl. <laughs> It would be a DC-6, but no, 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 I couldn't say that. <laughs> Ouch. So nice. we, we, have the, uh, we have the two new aircraft that we've had uh, reskinned with the mascots on it. One is, uh, well, this is, that's going to be the pioneering plane now, the A321neo, uh, which is an Airbus. And then we also have an Airbus which, whose first flight was, uh, I believe, a few days after I was born. Uh, that's the one that has a mix of analog instruments and six CRT monitors uh, with a total flight computer memory of about half a megabyte. <laughs> oh my gosh. They probably have, sm they probably have smoking, uh, smoking uh, things in the lavatory too. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no, actually uh, the, the worst thing about it is that the VNAV, uh, the, the VNAV computer and the computer in there is so primitive that when you're descending, uh, if you don't, you know, kind of wrangle it and wrestle it, it's going to really nosedive and, you know, that will make us break out all the air sick bags in the back, right? Oh, charming! Yikes! <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, and uh, Liz, and Liz did point this out to us yesterday. Uh, if we do a flight sim stream, she wants me to fly the Wright Flyer from the Wright Brothers. Oh, that's gonna be bad. <laughs> that's gonna be. Hold on to your seats, kids. There are seats. Well, surprise! There are no seats. Just hold <laughs> on. <laughs> And no call that we do not have a Karis. I don't, I, I don't think we have that. But I do think that apparently, if you really wanted, they have a, a Chevy convertible in Microsoft Flight Simulator that you can drive. Not fly, drive. Okay, when you say a Chevy convertible, are we talking like a late 50s? Like, what are we talking here? I, I, think, I think it's modern, or it could be some other car i do know there are cars you can drive and more strangely enough there are also payware cars that you can drive well okay payware you know like in software these days that's I'm, I'm used to that it's just no you know you know see madden and all the others but it's like i'm just the fact that they included that at all in might in a flight simulator game i'm going yeah <laughs> it's did somebody decide that flight, you know, could be flight on the ground? Perhaps? Yeah. If you go fast enough? Well. <laughs> I, I also told the story. Did I say this on the air about the, uh, um, about the Charles Lindbergh uh, plane? I don't think so. Okay. Um, you can fly the Charles Lindbergh plane. Like he did in the 1920s. He was the first one to go across the Atlantic. But you're sitting in the cockpit and there's nothing. You can't see anything in front of you because it's all instrument panels. The only way you can see out is by looking out the side window and peering out like this. Or with a periscope. You look through the periscope and you can see what's ahead of you. That doesn't seem safe at all. 
and then, then there are very, very few things that hit in midair, I suppose. <laughs> and then uh, when you land the plane, you just have to try not to hit the brakes too hard because uh, you have the two main gears. It's a tricycle plane. The two main gears and the tail dragger. So you kind of, pan, you know, let it glide down. I did a, a flight like this once in the flight sim. You land and then, uh, yeah, going, going, going. And then you hit the brakes and the plane comes to a sudden stop. And then you hit the brakes so hard that then the plane tips forward. Ooh. Yikes. That, <laughs> that, that's not a landing you're going to walk away from that easy. Ooh. <laughs> And uh, Neff just uh, warped to one side of the screen, so maybe that's uh, our signal to end the show. Oh, I must I must have moved. Unfortunately, my, my back decided, oh, you're going to move now, or I'm going to make you move. I don't think I've seen the Jimmy Stewart movie with Lindbergh. That would be something I would want to watch, actually. Hmm. Then the question would be, on which streaming service is, is that hidden? Right. <laughs> uh, I have to look that one up. That's, that's probably an oldie. But uh, anyway, that's going to close things out for the podcast. Uh, we send you right now once again to the closing commentary from Neff. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this stream or anything you hear on our podcasts, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. To get our social media links, you go to linktree.com forward slash radio. There you'll find our Facebook account, our Instagram account, our X account, our Discord server, our YouTube channel, and archived versions of this podcast, which are available at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. X accounties. <laughs> but um, uh, I want to add, uh, if you're watching us live tonight on Wednesday night when we're doing this, uh, the podcast and the YouTube uh, replays will not be coming out until this weekend because of the holiday. Um, I also want to point out um, the projects with our mascots. Um, we have uh, the more recent uh, cosplay photos from uh, Mischievous Duck cosplay, Sukituni cosplay, and uh, also uh, Tori. Uh, they're on our Facebook page for the mascot, facebook.com forward slash anime radio mascot, if you want to check those out. Um, I'd like to see if I can try to bring some of the cosplayers on to one of our future streams, be it, you know, Flight Simulator, where we could do Flight Simulator and also do something like Jackbox or um, What the Dub or something like that. And then also um, American Truck Simulator. I know Flax uh, will want us to play that soon because the uh, DLC from his home state of Kansas is about to be released, I think, after this holiday. So um, in the coming weeks, we'll have to schedule that as well. Hmm, sounds interesting. Although, isn't Kansas rather flat? I think you're right. I remember taking that cross-country train trip many years ago, and I remember Kansas being, you know, no mountains anywhere. I'm going, okay, things to see in Kansas City. Or Kansas, I should say. Let's <laughs> see, there's the Royals. The Chiefs. There used to be the Scouts, but that was a very short blip in the NHL calendar. <laughs> Although there is rumor that once again, the, NF the NHL is considering expansion. And once again, they want to go back to formerly, formerly visited places. 
Uh, Atlanta is tops because of the TV size of the market. But Kansas City is up there. I'm going, hmm, maybe with money, this time it will work. Call us. Call this correct. It is technically Kansas City, Missouri, but it's close enough because it's close enough to Kansas. <laughs> so, well, I will. I will admit that uh, that U.S. geography has never been my strong suit. I do apologize if I've offended anyone. <laughs> and uh, Liz uh, backs him up there too. All right, folks. Uh, well, if you're in the U.S., we hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. If you're watching us uh, before the podcast. Uh, if you're listening to us afterwards, we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We will see you next time. We will uh, be doing Ace Attorney here in just a moment. But in the meantime, for Neff, I'm JR. Thanks for watching and listening to us. And remember, keep on looking out for the Extreme Mario Twitch streams. And don't forget, archive versions of our podcast are available at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Good night, everybody. Good night. We'll see you next time, folks.